G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Let me ask you something. If you could set about building a godly family, what would that look like? I mean, how would you know when you'd arrive? Man, wouldn't that be amazing? A godly family. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be with you again as today we take another look at your family from a different perspective. And do stay tuned because in just a few minutes, I'll be telling you about my free daily devotional, Fresh. It's all about helping you dive deeper into God's Word and draw closer to Jesus to become all that He created you to be. I'm excited because this week we're kicking off a few weeks looking at what it means to build a godly family. That's why I'm so excited because I've been praying, praying that of the millions of people that will listen to these programs this week, God will transform countless families. Think about it. The family is God's smallest fighting formation. In the battle of life, he uses the family to protect and to nurture, to teach and to mature one another. Over the last couple of days, we've been chatting about the realities of family life today. So often, we can be so dysfunctional in our family relationships. But that's nothing new. Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, they have exactly the same problem. It's what happens when we turn our backs on God. Husband blames wife, brother turns on brother. Look back over the history of our families, past and present, and we can probably point to quite a number of dysfunctions, the rifts, the strife, the relationship breakdowns, the tensions. But truly I believe that when we get back into relationship with the Lord our God, one of the things that he wants to do is to restore those family relationships to make our families the blessing he always intended them to be. The problem I have is convincing people that this is in fact the case. Look at the mess I'm in is so often the attitude I encounter. God couldn't possibly, possibly set things right in my family. Well, maybe some of the things we're reaping from the mistakes of the past are here to stay. Divorce is divorce, that's it. But I'm an optimist. I'll tell you why. Because God is all about hope, and that hope is meant to shine a light in every nook and cranny, every dark crevasse, every hurt and loss and pain that we try not to think about. God's light of hope shines there. Have a listen to what Paul writes in Romans chapter 5. Since we are justified by our faith, we have peace with God through Jesus through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. Not only that, but we also boast in our suffering, because we know that suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. Character produces hope. And that hope doesn't disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through his Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For a while... We were still weak, but at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, someone might actually dare to die. 
that God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's the book of Romans, chapter 5, verses 1 to 8. There are a few things in that. Let me just pull three of them out. The first thing is he talks about the fact that when we believe in Jesus, we have peace with God through Jesus, and that's why we can stand in the grace in which we now stand. That's the effect of putting our faith in Jesus. Peace and God's grace. But then he goes on and says, well, it's great, we've got peace and grace, but you know something, we're also going to suffer. And that's okay, because suffering gives us endurance. Endurance builds our characters. And once our character's been built, we can look beyond all the suffering and all the whinging and complaining, and we can see that God has given us hope. Hope because he's written his love on our hearts by his very spirit. And all of that, all of that, is based on sacrifice. God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Jesus died for us. How often do we want to grumble about family? Ah, they're so difficult. It's all so tense. Grumble, 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 suffering. Paul says, no, no, no. Boast in your suffering because something good is going on here because through it, God is refining us and building us and leading us into a place of real hope. Let me tell you something. God loves to refine us through suffering. He deals with some of the worst things in us through suffering. Selfishness, deceit, pride. But only when we cooperate with him. That's why Paul says that he boasts instead of he grumbles. Because God's up to something good. God put us in family for reasons. And look at the end of this passage. It's all based on sacrifice. We're going to talk a lot more about this sacrifice thing over coming weeks in family because it's important. But right now, I just want to paint a picture in our hearts. If you were going to build a godly family, get over all this suffering, all this pain, all this whinging. Let's just get our eyes focused on the end game. If you were going to build a godly family, I mean, a family that, I don't know, is a blessing, a family that sticks together, a family that learns, a family that knows how to give and to take and to bless. What would it look like? I know, it's hard sometimes because we look at our families, we think, oh, it could never happen. I'm going to tell you, God wants us to build a godly family. Well, here's my picture of what a godly family looks like for me. I really ask you to invest some time over this next day or so to figure out what does a godly family look like for you. The first thing in my godly family is that each person in that family is living out a dynamic relationship with Jesus Christ, growing in their knowledge and their love for Jesus. That's the first and foremost thing. If you want a godly family, the people have to be godly. And the first and the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. So if you want a godly family, people have to be close to Jesus. The second thing is that each person in my godly family is actually living out that relationship. Okay, we're all different, but each one is living out the love that they have for Jesus in how they treat others. It's the second commandment. It's similar to the first, love your neighbour as yourself. The third thing is, is very family specific, that mum and dad, husband and wife, have a close an intimate relationship, a strong, loving leadership team. The wife honours her husband. The husband cherishes his wife. The fourth thing is that the parents are honoured. Have you noticed in the Ten Commandments, the first four commandments are about us and God. The very next commandment, the fifth commandment, is honour your father and your mother. 
so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God has given to you. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Now, if I'd have been God, my hunch is I wouldn't have even put in a commandment about loving your parents. God does, and it's important that children learn to love and to honour their parents. So that's the fourth thing in my godly family. This family is one where the children know what it is to honour their parents. The fifth thing is that each person develops an understanding of the differences between one another, the different roles, the different personality types, and learns to cherish those differences. And finally, the sixth thing is that this godly family is a family from which blessing flows outwards, whether it's hospitality or providing a safe port in a storm for, for one of our teenage daughter's friends going through a tough time, whatever it is, that blessing flows out through the family. That's what a godly family looks like for me. And I guess in a sense, those are the things we're going to be looking at over the next few weeks. Here's my question, though. If, if you were to build a godly family, what would it look like for you? Because unless we know what we're shooting for, how, how do we know which direction to set off in? How do we know when we've arrived? The Word of God is alive and active, amen, with the power to transform your life, to help you be all that God made you to be. And that's what the Fresh Daily Devotional is all about. It's completely free and I'd love to send it to you. Each day you'll receive a life-changing scripture together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement from me delivered right to your inbox where you can choose to read, listen or watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. Remember, God's Word is the power to change and it's fresh for you each day. You can subscribe to receive your free daily devotional at freshdevotional.org or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 to request the printed devotional if that works better for you. Again, that's freshdevotional.org or 1-300-722-415. My prayer is that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through the power of His Word. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again, same time tomorrow, with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.